Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. Happy Columbus Day and Indigenous Peoples Day. We are presenting an episode of Mr. and Mrs. North called The North's Discover Christopher Columbus. Unfortunately, the audio quality isn't great. The episode first aired on October 11, 1944. Woodbury Facial Soap, the beauty soap for the skin you love to touch. Never, never change Keep that breathless charm Won't you please arrange it Cause you're lovely Just the way you look nice. Woodbury, the makers of Woodbury Facial Soap The beauty soap made for the skin alone Presents The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North <laughs> The North had taken to going for long walks these autumn evenings. There was a time when Jerry toyed with the theory that if they remained quietly at home, trouble would never find them. But it did. So Jerry changed his plan. Decided that it might be wiser if Pan and himself made things a little more difficult for trouble by offering it a moving target. And so tonight we find the North in motion. Not a target, they hope, but definitely moving. Jerry. Hmm? Your legs are longer than mine. Mm-hmm. But mine are cuter. Are they? I must look sometimes. Oh, I'll stop. Mm. Not bad. Not bad? Jerry, I'll have you know that my legs were considered one of the most attractive features at Miss Peters' finishing school for girls. Mm Mm-hmm. Miss Peters certainly wasn't. She was a very dear old lady, although she was hipped on the subject of dates. Which reminds me, Jerry, tomorrow is Columbus Day. Is it? We must remember to send him a card. I mean... Oh, Columbus Day. Columbus discovered America tomorrow. Tomorrow? Isn't he a little late? Uh, not tomorrow in 1944. Tomorrow in 1492. <laughs> that helps. Seems like only yesterday. Although he was really looking for India. Darling, I'm very proud of your education, but why although? Oh, stop that, Uh, Jerry. Hmm. Do you think there was anything between him and Queen Isabella? Sure. King Ferdinand. <laughs> they say the Nevada climate is wonderful at this time of year. Especially in Reno. What grounds would you claim for divorce? Mental cruelty. That's your I could easily do worse. Work. For example, <laughs> I might say something about his carrying along a piker for nine hours. See? Oh, darling, I believed you when you said you could do much worse. You didn't have to prove it. Well, as a matter of fact, I thought that was pretty good. Let's see. Oh, Jerry um... North, if you're trying to think of another one of those awful jokes, you Oh, they're not that bad. And what's the matter? I just saw a man jump out of a window. You what? Dropped in that alleyway right ahead. Are you sure? Yes, darling. Oh, we better hurry. The only thing, darling. Yeah? He looks like... Jerry, I'm not making this up and I'm not crazy because it's your Aunt Agatha who's eccentric and I haven't touched the drop. And what did he look like? Christopher Columbus. Like a... Oh, no, darling. Columbus is dead. He discovered America tomorrow in 1492. This and... is the alleyway. Honestly, Jerry. Somebody's coming out of it. He couldn't have been hurt. He's on a darkened hand. Jerry. No, I've got it. Let me go, please. A little second-story work, friend. Come out here in the light. Yeah, let me go. I'm in danger. My life's in danger. Take it easy. Take it easy. You are, you anyway. I'm Christopher Columbus. Oh, no, you're not. I went to school. We'll get you out in the light. Jerry. Yes, Christopher Columbus. Look. Let me go. i got to get away. That's like Columbus. Resemblance. What do you have to get away? They're after me. They'll kill me. Why? Because they want the jewels of the sea. What jewels? The crown jewels, of course. The ones the queen gave me. Jerry, the
Oh, darling, did he hurt you? No, I just like it down here. Oh. Oh, your jaw, darling. A mere nothing. That lump on it probably becomes me. We've got to notify the police. Sure. I'll tell them Christopher Columbus stalked me. I don't know what the visiting hours at Bellevue Psychopathic are, darling, but you'll find out. Well, I can back up your story. Sure. Then we'll have adjoining padded cells. What happened to good old Chris? Oh, he ran up the street. I didn't notice because I was so worried about you. So am I. About all I need for my mental health right now is to see Queen Isabella yodeling at me. Darren. Huh? If you look up at that building... Yeah? You will see Queen Isabella. What? I... I... Leaning out of the window. Sam, I'm seeing it too. That's the window Columbus jumped out of. Maybe King Ferdinand got home too soon. Oh, no, Pam, this isn't possible. We've got... The light went out. The light went out. And there are about a million windows in that building, and both Christopher Columbus and Queen Isabella have been dead for about 400-odd years. And we're Pam and Jerry North, and we're going right home. That is, if we still have a home, which I'm beginning to doubt on account of maybe we haven't been discovered yet. Uh, taxi! Well, all I can say, darling, is maybe Columbus discovered America, but it took us to discover Columbus. 400 years later, uh-huh. Get in, darling. Anybody in there already, like George Washington, maybe? George or... Washington's birthday's in February. Oh, of course. How could we expect to see him tonight? Uh, driver. Yes? 24 St. Anne's Place. And don't go around the Cape of Good Hope, if you can help it. The Cape of Good Hope? Where's that, Brooklyn? Uh, it could be. You better get started. My wife's a little upset. Ah, uh, fine, huh? Well, not exactly. As a matter of fact, I'm a little nervous, too. Just so. Me, I got names like I am. So, the little woman says to me, you got names like I am. Why am I got names like I am, I says that? I can't I eat carrots. You eat carrots? Uh, sometimes. I eat them all the time. I got a few here right now. You like one? Oh, no, thanks. Uh, because of ghosts. What's ghosts got to do with it? Well, if you eat a lot of carrots, you can see in the dark. And if you can see in the dark, you can see ghosts. And if there are any ghosts, I'd rather not see them. So I... Hey, 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 what happened? Looks like some guy decided to take a nap in the middle of the street. I'd better waken him on account of it ain't healthy. Jerry, is everybody crazy or is it just the people we need? I don't know. I wouldn't care to go on record. Hey, how'd you two? Yeah, what is it? I would like you to step out... Take a look at that guy in the middle of the street. Why? Is there anything wrong with it? I ain't saying until you two see him, too. That is, if you see him. All right, Sam. Tell me, darling. You couldn't wake him? I, I wouldn't even try, mister. There's a possibility he ain't there. Maybe there was something in them carrots. It's, uh, I don't know, but... Uh, do you see him? Jerry, it's... Aha. Uh... Uh-huh. You'll see him, too, lady. Yes, I'm afraid I do. Oh, and... Uh, does he look dressed a little peculiar to you with maybe tights and funny shoes? He does. And furthermore, lady, does he remind you of somebody that maybe you ain't personally acquainted with but you've seen before? You mean Columbus? Lady, that is exactly what I mean. Christopher H. Columbus. I've had a look at him. Is he Columbus? Maybe, but sleeping? Not exactly. I tried to wake him, but I'm afraid he isn't going to wake anymore. You see, somebody just cracked Miss Christopher Columbus's skull for him. Oh. And he's quite dead. Again. The adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North and the Woodbury Facial Soap program will continue in just a moment. But first, this is Ben Grau with the story of the exciting wartime romance of the lovely Woodbury dead, Patricia O'Neill Goodlett. As soon as you hear the story, you'll know why Patsy never neglects her daily complexion care with Woodbury Facial Soap. 
It seems that maybe Lieutenant George Goodlett had a letter of introduction to beautiful Patricia, but no time to present it when he went through town. He did, however, take time to notice the sweet, fresh loveliness and radiant complexion of the motor corps volunteer who drove him from the station to his boat. The Navy lieutenant was very impressed. And yes, you guessed it. The pretty volunteer turned out to be Patsy herself. There was a very fast courtship, and when George returned from the South Pacific, and soon her friends were giving bridal showers for lovely Patricia. Now, the romance of that particular Woodbury Deb is a tribute to the cherishing, beauty-giving care of Woodbury facial soap. It gives your skin gentle, thorough care, protecting your most precious, winning charm. And Woodbury soap can do that because it's a true complexion soap, made in cake form only. It is made for the skin alone by famous skin specialists. And particularly important to your complexion loveliness, Woodbury contains a special ingredient for special mildness. Now, girls, don't wait another day. But begin right away with Woodbury. Let it make your complexion so fresh, so soft and smooth that you're bound to win the heart of the man who matters most. As for Woodbury, W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y, Woodbury Facial Soap, Beauty Soap, for the skin you love to touch. And now, back to the Woodbury Facial Soap program, The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North. Jerry and I don't know the answer to all those questions. Okay, we'll start with the court. Who is he? Uh, Christopher Columbus. Who? Christopher Columbus. I thought that was what you said. Sam, have you been eating all the olives and Jerry's dry martinis again? Jerry, I'll tell you the same thing. Why not? He's been drinking them. Now, Sam, who is you? Christopher Columbus. How would you like yourself, Pat? Is it the race? Honestly, Bill, I'm not joking. No? Well, if you found the court, Columbus, Sam, then America hasn't been Bill Wigand. We found a murdered man on Central Avenue and 12th Street. You'd better send a policeman down. Oh, no. For this one, I'm coming myself. How would I explain the assignment? I've got a reputation for sanity before. Oh, thanks, Bill. Jerry and I'll be waiting for you. Bye. Get all revoir, Sam. And oh, let me add one thing. Yes? You and your husband go around digging up bodies 400 years old. You'll have to keep them yourself. <laughs> Christopher Columbus in the morning. Connie will like him. Connie likes all his guests. He's never had such an historical one before. Or oh, one dead for so long. Seriously, I, I wish you knew who he really was and why he was in costume and made up to look like Christopher Columbus. Tomorrow's Columbus Day, Bill. He's probably taking part in a play or something. I guess so. Think he was murdered because he was a bad actor? He wasn't supposed to be murdered, Bill. He was supposed to have been run over accidentally. If our taxi driver hadn't had such good eyesight in the dark... Do the eating carrots all the time. He would have run over Columbus. And then that gash in his skull would have been attributed to the car. Uh-huh. I personally am going to send a bushel of carrots to that driver. Well, there's nothing more to be done tonight. I hope. Mm-hmm. No, Bill, I don't think so. You see, he must have been murdered for tomorrow. In the same way that Columbus discovered America tomorrow? Uh, yes, Alan. Tomorrow is the important day. Well, we should be able to find out who the guy really was by then, why he was running. Oh, maybe, Bill. Why he had to be killed tonight. Oh. 
The instant the curtain goes down on the tableau, Wendell's arranged for an armored car to take the jewels back to the vault. Well, that seems to take care of everything, doesn't it, Bill? It is better. I'm pretty sure it will. I suppose Thunder's murder will have to wait till after the jewels are returned safely. But since he never had the jewels, I can't understand why he was killed. Well, it might have been. Oh, here comes Hank Sawyer now. Well, I guess Connie finally parted with the Columbus costume. Mr. Sawyer. Oh, hello, Lieutenant. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Nardo. Hello. <laughs> the man down the morgue seemed to think I was trying to rob a friend of his. Oh, Connie loved all his corpses. You look very well in that costume, Mr. Sawyer. Oh, thanks. I guess I'd better run, though. I'm a bit late. See you later. Window's opening the vault. Giving half the jewels. Oh, Jerry, that's gorgeous. Restrain yourself, my love. I can't afford them. Not even one? I can barely afford to have you look at them. Bill. Oh, there they go. And we're going with them every inch of the way. It's a wonderful parade, Jerry. Uh huh. We should be getting to the hall soon. Couple of minutes. Hank looks beautiful as Columbus, doesn't he? That pile of jewels in his hand looks even more beautiful. Besides, I prefer a thunder. Oh, she's too thin. Mm, not necessarily. I, I mean, uh, so was Queen Isabella. Was she, Jerry? Oh, sure. My uh, interest is purely historical. It had better be. Otherwise, your existence will be uh, past history, darling. <laughs> Pablo is executed, Uh-huh, with 12 policemen surrounding the stage, it's also protected. Seems to be almost over. Let's just that. Right, uh, just on the idea. Through this door. There. Uh-huh. Hello, Bill. I'm almost over, huh? Yeah, yeah, two seconds. All right, boys, on stage. Uh, Mr. Window. Yes, right behind you, Lieutenant. Uh, we'll get the jewels, escort them to the armored car, and then that will be that. I hope so. Ah, oh, there, Hank. Come on, Mr. Wendell. I bet you blow a look. Never mind the tableau, my boy. The jewels, please. Oh, good. Oh, that's Here we are. Safe and sound. Hank was absolutely the handsomest Columbus I've ever seen. What? What's the matter? Matter? These, these things you gave me, young man. What about? They happen to be false. <laughs> Are you two still here? Yes, Bill. What, uh... Well, the jewels Sawyer gave Wendell are phony. He's going to stay in jail for a long time and maybe not for so long. What do you mean, Bill? Spendrick. You think Hank murdered him? I don't know yet, but we'll find out. Bill, are you sure? Now, look, Jerry. From the moment Wendell handed the jewels to Hank Sawyer, to the moment he handed them back to Wendell, Sawyer and the girl were under constant watch. And you believe Hank Sawyer did it? Of course. Now, here's the way I figure it. Sawyer killed Spendrick because he knew he himself was the only guy around who could fit the costume and play Columbus in the tablet. He had a perfect setup. He could swipe the jewels, substitute the phonies, and clear out. Two things crossed him up. You and Windle spotting the phonies immediately. Bill, can Tam and I see Hank for a minute? Well, why? Because we have a hunch. We were talking about it while we were having lunch. We also paid a visit to the five and ten. Well, to yourself, you two probably sound logical as anything, but to ordinary people... Okay, I'll have him brought in. Uh, mind if I stay? Oh, no, Bill, because you may have to be a witness. I wish I knew what for. Uh, Julie, bring Sawyer in. Any objection to telling me exactly what you bought in the party, Sam? <laughs> no, please, Bill. It's just imitation jewelry. Wait, uh, don't say anything. Oh, Hank. Uh, well. Hank, did you steal the jewels? 
course I didn't. You think I'm crazy? <laughs> what do you think these are worth? What? Uh-huh. I don't know. How much is that? A thousand dollars for a necklace. Looks all right. Listen, uh, you didn't call me in just to discuss the jewel business. No, Hank. As a matter of fact, we're through. So long. So long, Bill. Hey, now wait. Where are you going? Home. To see. What about? Well, for one thing, why Columbus was killed. And for another, who killed him? And for a third, where was Ferdinand when Isabella handed over the jewels to Christopher? <laughs> Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North and the Woodbury Facial Soap Program will continue in just a minute. First, in a small home in Westchester, the other evening. Good night, sir. Good night. Why, Keith, what a thing to do. I don't care. This always goes out with the nicest boys and to parties and things while I... I'm just as pretty. There, there, Jean, of course. But, darling, Mary's complexion is... Why don't you try that special complexion soap that Mary's been using lately? Let's go upstairs right now and give you a, a Woodbury facial cocktail. You know, they do say the facial cocktail is the beauty care of all these pretty Woodbury guests. And how delighted young Jean must have been after her first Woodbury facial cocktail with Woodbury facial soap. You see, the Woodbury facial cocktail is the before-date beauty care of the Woodbury Debs because it helps make your skin more appealing right away. You just pat Woodbury's creamy lather into your skin, rinse with warm water, then cold. Then when you look in your mirror, you see that your skin is brighter. It has soft, glowing radiance. And you're ready to meet your date or romantic face, knowing that your complexion is sweet and fresh, all smooth and nice for his eyes. Begin tonight with Woodbury, W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y, Woodbury Facial Soap, Beauty Soap, for the skin you love to touch. And now, back to the Woodbury Facial Soap Program, The Adventures of Mr. and Mrs. North. More bacon, darling? Uh-huh. Oh, this breakfast is one I'm going to finish. Because we know who killed Columbus, and why, and how the jewels were stolen. Oh, Cam, you answer it. All right, darling. Hello? Yes? What? What did you say, Bill? You did? Oh, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Because he didn't. And since he didn't, he, he will be. What? Oh, no, no, never mind. Goodbye. Jerry, they believe Hank. Good Lord. Come on, darling, we've got to hurry. But your breakfast. Tomorrow, maybe. Tomorrow in 1994. Hurry, Pam. I am hurrying. Oh, I do wish Hank lived in an elevator apartment. He went to the office after leaving jail, then was supposed to go home. We may be in time. But Jerry, why was he released? Because his lawyer pointed out that although he may have been the only man who could have stolen the jewels, according to the police, the police themselves would be forced to alibi him. You mean because they'd have to swear that he had no chance to hide the real jewels anywhere or, or to get rid of them? Mm-hmm. Well, we're on his floor. In the corridor. Hank, he's going into his apartment. Oh. Hank! Oh. Hank, stop! Quick, hit the floor! Down, you fool! Hey! You knocked me down! Lucky for you, I did. Stay away from the door, Pam. We're all right. I don't think there's going to be any more stops. 
Our voices would have been heard. Uh-huh. All right, Nick, get up. Hi. Guess you saved my life. I never mind that now. Come on in. There's no one... Oh, excuse me. Sandra. I didn't fire any gun. I don't even know how. What those bullets? They came from that window behind me. I couldn't see. I was so afraid. I screamed. And... Oh, Hank, I love you. I Suppose we it. save all that. We're going to see the man from whom these jewels were stolen, by. Maybe you'll be able to explain to him. Or maybe not. I'm sorry, Mr. Windle, but we needed your help to clear up this business of the Eagles and Stenders' murder. Could have waited till morning. I'm afraid not. Rubbish. Well, I see the police have released you, Hank. Yes. Mr. Windle, is that really news to you? What? Do you usually sleep in pajamas in your suit, Huh? Oh, that. Well, I hate slippers. They never wear anything. Look here, young woman. Never mind that. Mr. Windle, the key to the whole problem lies in the murder of Stenders. Why was he killed? Mr. North, if you wake me at this hour, do I... I'll tell you why. Because then Hank would have to play Columbus. That proves his guilt, doesn't it? Oh, no, because you see, the police can swear that he's innocent. He'd have disposed of the real jewels because he was watched all the time. They could have disposed of the real jewels. Not even found. I'm sure, Mr. Wendell, that's a never real jewel. What? Too mad. No. Remember I said the real key lay in Senator. We now can realize he had to be killed. This is the reason was the expert. Then recognized that the jewels you handed him, Mr. were false. And we proved that Hank could sell real jewels from false ones in front of Lieutenant White. Oh, fantastic theorizing. Hardly. You don't own Arcady. You just manage the place. Therefore, a perfectly sound motive. Ridiculous. And there's another reason why we know it isn't all theory. You see, when you tried to kill Hank on his release from jail... Are you out of your mind? In order to make sure he didn't stumble on the two explanations, Sandra saw you outside the window. That's impossible. It was too dark. That's Mr. Windle, does it? Especially since Sandra really didn't see you. <sighs> Home at last. Mr. Wendell's in jail and Hank and Sandra in love. Oh, it's going to be so good to see you. And not so fast, my little prairie flower. Mm -hmm. Into the kitchen with you, my love. Oh, but It Jerry... may be midnight. We may have solved the crime. Other people may be fast asleep or having a late snack. But, darling, we're the North, and so we're a little crazy. And so, by heavens, midnight or not, I'm going to have my breakfast. <laughs> Tune in again next week at the same time for another adventure of Mr. and Mrs. North, starring Alice Frost and Joseph Curtin. For thrills and laughs, be sure to listen, won't you? Music for Mr. and Mrs. North is conducted by Charles Paul. Here's a thrill you can't afford to miss. It's a half-hour packed full of laughs, chills, and thrills. Don't miss the new Woodbury comedy mystery program starring Gloria Blondell and Carlton Young over another network starting this Sunday. That's Sunday, October 15th for Hollywood Mystery Time. Don't forget, consult your newspaper for time and station. This is Ben Grower saying goodnight for Woodbury Facial Soap.
the beauty soap for the skin you love to touch. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Mr. and Mrs. North are fictional American amateur detectives. Created by Francis and Richard Lockridge, the couple was featured in a series of 26 Mr. and Mrs. North novels, a Broadway play, a motion picture, and several radio and television series. The characters originated in the 1930s with vignettes written by Richard Lockridge for the New York Sun, and he brought them back for short stories in The New Yorker. Lockridge increased the readership after he teamed with his wife Frances on a novel, The North's Meet Murder, in 1940. This launched a series of 26 novels. Their long-run series continued for over two decades and came to an end in 1963 with the death of Francis Lockridge. The series was unusual in that it was usually Mrs. North who solved the cases, while Mr. North was just background much of the time. Mr. and Mrs. North was a radio mystery series that aired on NBC and CBS from 1942 to 1954. Alice Frost and Joseph Curtin had the title roles when the series began in 42. The characters, publisher Jerry North and his wife Pam, lived in Greenwich Village. They were not professional detectives, but simply an ordinary couple who stumbled across a murder or two every week for 12 years. The radio program eventually reached 20 million listeners. In 1946, Mr. and Mrs. North received the first Best Radio Drama Edgar Award from the Mystery Writers of America. The radio program featured Carl Eastman, Joseph Curtin, and Richard Denning as Jerry North, while Pam North was played by Peggy Conklin, Alice Frost, and Barbara Britton. The program was described as a couple who make light-hearted wisecracks as they stepped over bodies in dark alleys and were rendered unconscious by unknown assailants dispensing blows to the head almost every week. Barbara Britton and Richard Denning starred in a TV adaptation seen on CBS from 1952 to 53 and then on NBC in 1954. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.